Welcome to the Daily Grind. My name is Kelly Johnson, your fun and friendly host. We are on episode nine of season two, the very best one yet. Support from this podcast comes from Fluent. Fluent fits into your daily grind. No more finding time to study. You browse the web, you learn a new language. It's that simple. Learn more at usefluent.co. If you're a new Daily Grinder, listen to our pod, or have been grinding with us since season one, feel free to check out our journey so far and share your feedback with us. Get us on the map, help us grow, share this episode with a friend, and tag them on social. And give us a rating and quick review on Apple. Virtual high five to you in advance. Just before we go live with our special guest of the day, here's our fast fact. So Twitter's bird official name is Larry. Um, So if you truly want to be among one of the savviest social media users out there, you should know that the Twitter bird actually has an official name, Larry. Uh, The bird, uh, yes, it's like similar to the Boston Celtics legend Larry Bird out there. One of the the Twitter co-founder really enjoyed and followed, and that was his inspiration. So uh, there's your fun fact of the day. So keeping the intro short, we have Gavin Dove. He is the co-founder and CEO of the startup Fluent. Fluent is a Chrome extension that helps you practice new languages while you browse the web. Fluent translates select English words on the websites you're already reading to a new language of your choice. Gavin lives and works in Montreal, Canada. So welcome to the show, Gavin. Thanks for having me on, Kelly. Yeah, thanks. thanks (laughs) This is my first podcast, so I'm really excited. Yeah, I'm excited to have you on the Daily Grind. I'm excited uh, for you to share with uh, our listeners out there your story and help motivate them um, in their own journeys along the way. So I guess for those of us who don't know you already, Gavin, can you tell our listeners who you are, where you're from, and what you do? For sure. Well, I'm a mechanical engineer by training. I went to school here in the beautiful city of Montreal, but I'm from Vancouver originally. Um, I came here to do my undergraduate degree at McGill University in mechanical engineering. And that's where I learned that rather than a love for engineering, I actually have a love for building things. Um, That can be technology, products, teams, anything in between. Um, I kind of first found that as a part of my school's robotics team where we were building a, uh, a Mars rover, not one that actually went to Mars, unfortunately, but for a school robotics competition. Um, and we got a couple of wins there. And um, after that, it was sort of a natural step to get into startups and sort of building technology products that solve problems for people. So now here I am, I'm sort of running my second startup, Fluent, which as you mentioned, is solving the problem of language learning. Um, I feel like there's a huge amount of uh, the problem left unsolved, namely with people just not being able to have time or uh, the energy just to be able to sit down and learn a language every day and in terms of immersion and uh, everything like that. So yeah, thanks for the intro, Kelly. 
Yeah, definitely. Uh, it's such an interesting background. I love how you got into uh, engineering and then also uh, pursued now, you know, product and startup, uh, that realm, just kind of from that younger age to, to what you do in your own daily grind. So I guess, yeah, can you kind of walk us through, um, so you have m your mechanical engineering background, um, you have a background now in product and, star product and startups, like how'd you become more interested in, you know, developing different products um, and working in that realm? Because it, it's kind of more branches out to, you know, reaching out to different consumers. For sure, yeah. Um, so my journey from engineering to products and startups, I guess, like most things kind of came from failure and personal mistakes. Um, they really are kind of the best teachers. Um, my actual, my, the first startup that I worked for, uh, which was an intelligent transportation startup, I co-founded with another engineer, uh, mechanical engineer, and sort of as people, as engineers from sort of that technical heavy background, um, who were just kind of bright-eyed, bushy-tailed, out to change the world, we, uh, we really thought that we would be able to improve how transit works by coming up with a really, really clever solution, uh, engineering the heck out of it, and uh, just releasing into the world and seeing how it would come. Um, I personally very quickly found out that that's not how you actually build products that people uh, find useful. You need to kind of come from a, from a more humble perspective rather than thinking, I know the perfect solution every single time. Um, so after that realization, that's kind of where I got into the art of product development. Um, product development is a quick thing. You just like want to be super customer focused, just talk to your customers constantly, use that to iterate your product and really just be product and user focused first before you build your technology. Um, so now that I'm taking a second whack at it with my current startup Fluent, um, I've taken that, I guess, mistake to heart and we're just hyper-focused on product company, and we're starting to see the uh, dividends from that uh, early focus on users and product. Mm -hmm. Yeah, really well said, really great insights in regards to what goes behind the scenes uh, for our consumers out there. Using Fluent in other different startups, uh, their technologies or their products and services. Uh, it's it's really great to have you on on the daily grind to you know give us you know that that background and, and what goes you know behind that scenes and going now into into Fluent. Uh, so what was your aha moment that inspired you to create Fluent? Background too on on the brand name as well. It's pretty pretty catching. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Um, well, the the company was very much born out of a problem that us as four co-founders co faced here in Montreal. Um, for maybe listeners who are not super familiar with this part of Canada, uh, Montreal is actually in the Francophone or French-speaking part of Canada, the province of Quebec. Um, and Montreal is primarily a Francophone city. Um, so as a couple of people from Vancouver and Spain who were living here, we very much had the problem of being able to, being unable rather, to be able to just integrate with the community, talk to locals, just understand what was happening at events, and just become part of the city to feel at home here. Um, so uh, at the time, we were all busy professionals outside of Fluent. Uh, one of my co-founders had a software engineering job. I've worked in aerospace. Another co-founder worked in um, sort of industrial design and uh, we were just too busy to really sit down and like maybe open Duolingo for a language lesson or something. So the idea was born out of like, I guess the understanding from the fact that um, it's really, really difficult to change people's habits. 
it's a lot easier to modify what people are actually doing around an existing habit and use that as a vehicle for learning. Because by actually doing that, you don't need to change anyone's behaviors. You're just improving or adding on to their existing behavior. So my co-founder, Yaniv, who's generally in charge of all of our development, he had the original idea in January. And it was one of those ideas that was so good that we just had to do immediately. To build sort of a minimum viable product, an early prototype, we found a local hackathon or sort of like a technology building competition. Uh, the app took place over a weekend. We went there. We very quickly built the early version of the product. We won the education challenge at the hackathon. And we actually had people coming up to us and saying, please make this a thing. This is a really big problem I'm facing. I will give you money if you make this a thing, which was a really strong signal for us to um, actually keep going with this. So for the last, uh, I guess that's seven months or so, we've kind of hacked nights and weekends while working our full-time jobs. And uh, very recently, we all quit our jobs. We're in the middle of raising a pre-seed round of funding, and uh, we're going to take our greatest whack at this. We're going to make, we're going to remove the language learning barrier. And I'm really excited to be on this journey with my amazing co-founders. Really well said, Gavin. I can just see uh, the passion and the energy and the drive that you guys, you and your team have uh, in building Fluent. Um, again, you're solving that problem of uh, language learning, which is really important. And you mentioned too, everyone's got that busy schedule out there, that busy daily grind that they're trying to you know, optimize the most time they have in their day to you know, learn a new hobby or skill or improve um, if, they're, if they're moving to a new city or in a current city, want to you know, build their network or reach out to other people, be a better effective communicator as well as a listener too um, and understand people's stories out there. I think foreign language is really key I, I, when I was uh, coaching college tennis, I had the opportunity to, you know, create, uh, take some um, classes at the university. But um, I took a foreign foreign language class, and I like barely had time to fit in some online one. And I feel with fluent, it, it really solves that problem, which I can, you know, go at my own pace and be able to, you know, learn as I go as I'm online uh, <laughs> in my own daily grind. <laughs> Me speaking from the consumer side out there, as well as our listeners out there that are currently uh, using fluent uh, in their own daily grind. I, I think you're really uh, solv solving that that problem and excited to awesome. share, share your story throughout our conversation here. For sure. You've had experience in founding a, a couple of different startups in the past. How do you think, before we dive into Fluent, how do you think those experiences have impacted uh, the startup process for Fluent and has grown it to where it's today, seven months in? For sure. Um, I think, I guess, it, uh, I guess it's a question of prioritization and knowing what you need to do first, how you need to do it, um, and who you need to talk to, I guess. It's when you're starting a startup, there's a million things that you have to do constantly. And the first time you take a whack at it, it's very much <laughs> overwhelming because you don't know which ones are the most important. Now that I'm on the second time around doing this, I now realize that product customer development is basically your number one priority, apart from maybe growth and actually getting the product in the user's hands. Um, the first time around, I really much, <laughs> very much didn't know that. And we were building a really complex technical product that required basically months and months of development before we could actually try it out and get it in people's hands. Um, so with Fluent, we're very much taking the opposite approach every single time, not even building anything before talking to like maybe a dozen customers about that specific problem and then rolling out the feature and iterating on it. 
Yeah. So in terms of the general philosophy of development, that's mostly where it comes from. The other thing is um, working on Fluent with my three co-founders has really, really made me realize how important having a great team around you is um, beyond just sort of uh, competence and ability to execute in the areas that we're all specialized in. It's super important to have that like deep level of trust and familiarity uh, and alignment amongst everyone on the team to know that we can have those like really sometimes even critical and scary conversations and come out on the other side as people who still have the same general goals and alignment in mind. And knowing that any criticism isn't necessarily a personal attack, we all just want to achieve the same goal in the end. And we're actually able to give each other that criticism and also positive feedback. Really well said. Uh, yeah, goal, goals. We're really goal-driven on this podcast, so that, that's really great to hear. Yeah, teams are very important when you're, you know, with alignment, communication, being able to, you know, bounce, bounce off each other for uh, utilizing everyone's strengths or skills. So, yeah, going back to Fluent, uh, can you tell our listeners uh, more about Fluent, like how you utilize the platform, its features? For sure, for sure. Um so the main mission of Fluent is basically to make language more accessible. We're only in French right now, um, but we're really soon hoping to expand to Spanish and many other languages. Um, kind of out of our own experiences as the founders of Fluent who lived in Montreal, where language was a barrier rather than um, something that we were able to access the community with, um, we know that we're solving a really important problem. And just from talking to all of our users, it's often a barrier to feeling at home in a new city, being able to communicate with loved ones, or even um, understanding and empathizing with the world at large. So we know we're solving a really important problem and we're really excited about that. In terms of how Fluent works itself, um, the main problem that we're solving basically is the fact that right now to learn a language, you need to carve time out of your day every day for years unless you're extremely dedicated or just live in the country where you speak the language, that's really, really difficult to do. Life gets in the way. Maybe you suddenly have a child or maybe suddenly you take on a new project at work and your initiative that you started a year ago to learn Spanish suddenly goes out the window just because we have so many things that we're trying to focus on. So the idea is we want to actually tie language learning to something that we all do naturally every day, which is browsing the web. I know that I probably spend a little bit more time on the web than most people. I'm staring at my computer all day, but even if you just go on and browse the occasional uh, Twitter feed or Medium article, um, it's still behavior that basically everyone has. So rather than having car people carve time out of their day, we basically turned any web page you could ever visit into a language learning lesson. Right now, we're just translating vocabulary words that you'd need to get around in your daily life like maybe the word car is what's your, um, but in the near future, we're going to be able to actually include all the parts of language you need to construct a sentence or say what you mean, communicate. Um, so that includes verb conjugation, articles, prepositions, everything you need to actually be able to say what you say when you're in that situation, when you want to use the language. Um, the other really interesting thing that we've discovered with Fluent is the fact that to be honest, it's a much better way of learning than just taking a lesson or something. The reason for that is humans are contextual creatures. Rather than just like learning a word off of the back of a cue card, 
um, it actually helps us remember if we're able to tie that specific item to contextual clues. Um, a really good example I'd like to give is people who um, memorize all the numbers of pi, for example, or as many of them as they can. They like to build memory palaces. They like to associate each uh, item or digit to something in their head, like a 3D model of like a castle or something where they can tie each item to a specific memory, something else. So what we're really excited about, apart from actually not needing to carve time out of our day to learn a language, is the fact that we can create stronger memories around each of these vocabulary words just by having it in something a user's reading that they care about. Maybe they'll associate the word car to the article about the new Porsche 911 that they're reading. And they'll actually be able to recall that memory and use the word next time that they're faced with a situation where they want to communicate in the language they're learning. Thanks for walking through the process. And again, what, what goes on uh, with Fluent, um, I'm, a, I'm a user myself. So being able to access that on a daily basis, I think it's really important. I'm learning along the ways. I'm trying to reteach. I mentioned I did that online course. It was a French course. Uh, it was my first one I ever done. Oh, awesome. Yeah, so I'm, I'm definitely involved in Fluent right now, trying to reteach myself French because unfortunately when I took that class, uh, I did not, <laughs> did not be able to retain any of that information. But uh, with Fluent, I feel like I'm, I'm on track to retain more and again, um, kind of go at my own pace. I do like also the feature where you can, you can pause um, the translation at any time, depending on your time of day or <clears throat> so I think, I think it- For sure, yeah. yeah. I think it allows for like flexibility again I'm on the online as well for a good amount for work so I, I think it's <laughs> <laughs> so it really fits in with my busy schedule of course so it's really great and then uh, yeah fluent too you can find it uh, usefluent.co is how, how you yep. add it to your web browser it sounds like fluent is definitely the easiest way to to learn and practice a new language can you share with us any of the recent success stories uh, from some of your users yeah, for sure. Um, I wasn't actually able to get uh, his permission in advance to use his name in this, so I'll just kind of change his name around a bit. Um, but we have this user, Steven, who uh, has been using Fluent for about three months now. Um, and what he wants to do with French is he really wants to move to France and uh, build his own chateau there. Um, he's an entrepreneur uh, and a writer as well, so he lives a really hectic life. He's juggling a million things at once, but he's also extremely driven towards his goals. Learning to speak French is one of them. So over the past couple of months, he's used Fluent along with sort of watching uh, Netflix shows with subtitles on, and um, he's just been able to immerse and familiarize himself in so many vocabulary words that he's actually been able to start understanding maybe 30 to 40% of the words that are said in conversations when he's watching these Netflix shows and just generally exposed to conversational French. What, what, something, what is something in particular that he's really excited about is just the fact that Fluent lets you get to that level of deep familiarity with each word because you're exposed to it over and over, over again contextually, where rather than maybe struggling to recall, recall a word in conversation, you're very easily able to say like, oh, that's the word for that. I can actually have this conversation now and kind of have that increased level of confidence to be able to uh, speak French, listen to French, and just even put your first foot forward in these situations. That's great. Good, good job, Stephen. <laughs> <laughs>
And that's like one of many, uh, again, Fluent, uh, you mentioned, Gavin, uh, not even a year old yet and seeing lots of great success on, I've seen across uh, platforms just on social media following following Fluent and whatnot. Uh, it's, it's really great to see. Thank you. you. Keep, keep up the grind. So uh, speaking of uh, Fluent and you mentioned you, mentioned you have a te- really great, uh, strong team. Can you tell us about the importance of teams and how has your team at Fluent created synergy and overcome obstacles? And also, too, I guess a two-part on this, um, any key takeaways for our listeners on working within a team or having a strong core team? Definitely. Um, that's, I think it almost goes unsaid too often in the world of startups. Finding the right team is probably the most difficult step. Um, when you're starting a startup, it's basically a multi-year journey where you're going to be pulling out of your hair, pulling your hair out, and you'll also have the best moments of your life. And in order to actually survive this crazy roller coaster, you need to be surrounded by the best people that you actually enjoy and want to work with on a daily basis. Um, in terms of the team itself, um, I think there's a couple of things you need. Um, actually, let me backtrack. Um, it's easiest to form teams if you're already friends or have a really deep relationship with these people beforehand. Um, I know that's kind of difficult to do. There's probably a lot of founders out there, solo founders who are looking for that proper uh, technical founder or vice versa, that technical founder looking for a more business-oriented founder. Um, And it's a tough position to be in, but really the main thing you can do there is just reach out and start trying to form these relationships and friendships with these people. You never know when like a random connect on Twitter that you DM every now and then could join you on a project. Um, so it's super important to just get out there into the world and start making these connections early. Um, if you want to be able to be on the right team, um, I'm super fortunate. And I think, I hope the rest of the co-founders on Fluent are super fortunate, uh, that we've all been friends for quite a few years now. Um, even better that our skills are really complementary. Um, me being focused on product, my co-founder, you need being focused on, uh, engineering. My other co-founder, Ara, focused on communications and marketing, and our other co-founder, Olga, being just an absolute pro at design. Um, she really just like makes Fluent look like a million-dollar funded uh, startup when we're just a couple of people in a living room all living together. <laughs> um, in terms of things that the couple of things you want in a team, complementary skill sets is definitely one of them. Um, you want everyone on the team to be able to own the entire outcome of the team, but at the end of the day, you need specialization. Um, everyone needs to be able to own their own domain to some extent, and everyone needs to know that team, mem- team members outside of that domain are here to help and want to jump in. But there needs to be that ownership of sort of every piece of the pie in a startup, marketing, product, engineering, design. Um, the next thing you need is trust almost above all else. I've been in so many situations and I've heard about horror stories from people, um, which tend to be more in the business or finance world where um, things get a little bit more political, where you're not able to sort of criticize something that's going wrong for fear of retribution. Um, If you don't have that trust that everyone on the team is um, sort of aligned towards the same goals and wants to accomplish the same thing, it becomes extremely difficult to address any issues the team faces um, and improve how the team operates. Um, We at Fluent, and I'm sure many other startup founders realize 
that how we operate now is going to look extremely different from how we operate in the next five years. So we need to have that trust so we can self-criticize and evolve as a team together. Um, I think the last thing is just you got to, <laughs> it sounds cliche, but you got to be able to have fun together. Um, a lot of the creativity and frankly, a lot of the awesome ideas that uh, Fluent operates on were just born out of sitting in our living room and uh, hanging out and coming up with really ridiculous ideas and trying to ground them to earth. Creativity needs to have like an environment of fun and just letting your intellect wander as a free spirit. Mm -hmm. um, and fun is very much what allows that, or at least the ability to just like let your guard down and be able to put those ideas out there that may seem a little bit crazy. Yeah, really well said. Uh, thanks, Gavin. These are amazing key takeaways out there for our listeners uh, to you know, inspire you. them and motivate them uh, in their own workplace or at their own startup. Uh, really great content in, in regards to uh, having that complimentary skill set, uh, trust, and again, having fun, you know, being able to you know, have that creativity build and have that um, positive energy. Uh, you mentioned too that keyword relationships. I think that's really important as well. Whether you are just a a sole founder or working with a big team, um, I think just being able to build build and reach out uh, into those uncomfortable situations or ask questions or uh, talk to people that you know that would be a great fit for your, for your company or your business or be able to achieve success or achieve your goals uh, down the road. So I think that's really great. For uh, sure. Mm -hmm. I think there's like a, I think there's something, I think relationship building is something that is, in an unfortunate way, really de-emphasized in a lot of technical or engineering-based uh, colleges and training. I know it's something I had to sort of basically teach myself after I finished my undergrad, and it's really unfortunate because, like, that's how things are built. People need to cooperate to build things, and um, schools, universities really don't do a good job of teaching you how to build relationships. Um, there's no class on how to DM someone on Twitter and sound respectful, or there's no class for just writing a cold email properly and being able to get that in that you otherwise wouldn't have gotten. Um, it sounds like the super scary thing to so many people of a technical background just because um, they've never tried it before and they were never taught how to do that. Really well said again. Yeah, go, go outside your comfort zone towards those goals and uh, yeah, make a difference out in the world. So. Speaking of making a difference, uh, you and your team have made a significant impact uh, in e-learning uh, through Fluent. So how do you uh, think this year, 2020, has, how have you guys have influenced this industry? <laughs> yeah, well, 2020 has been a crazy year. <laughs> I, uh, I don't think I would have celebrated New Year's as hard back in 2019 if I knew all this was coming. I think, I think the first thing I need to say is we as a team at Fluent, feel really fortunate to just not be amongst the people who are affected by COVID. It's super fortunate that we have our health and I guess we're endlessly grateful for the situation uh, where we're actually able to build this and uh, improve people's abilities to understand and communicate with the world. In terms of, I guess, the lessons from 2020, I think one main thing is um, to an extent people are realizing that uh, our institutions of, are failing us to an extent. The COVID response was sort of botched. Um, sort of universities are trying to scramble to jump onto educating people via Zoom. Um, and naturally people 
are just dropping out of school or taking a year off because that's not going to work for them. We at Fluent believe extremely strongly in being able to teach yourself what you need to do. Our sort of technical lead, Yaniv, he is very much a self-taught software engineer. He never went to school for software engineering, but he just built so many of his own projects that he got a job at Samsung and um, managed to just like get there by virtue of being extremely good at software engineering from trying it himself. Um, my co-founder, Ara, who is extremely good at communications, managed to get him work his way into a startup by just cold emailing people and trying it himself. As sort of these traditional institutions are kind of falling apart, um, it's only reinforced our belief in sort of how important it is to be able to teach yourself. Um, and that's in part our ethos with Fluent. Um, we believe that we need to be able to teach ourselves these things or find tools to be able to teach ourselves these things. And we really want to be part of that process that just enables more people to seek knowledge, gain knowledge, um, and become a better version of themselves. Yeah, yeah. So I guess the main lesson from 2020 being, I guess, um, maybe anti-fragility is the word or um, independence, just being able to teach yourself. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, really well said. Another great key takeaway out there. I feel like Fluent is going to be one of the top resources uh, throughout this year and years to come in regards to, again, learning that learning that language and being able to learn a new skill. Or again, we mentioned a lot of great features and benefits of of using Fluent and being able to you know learn from that platform and build off of it down the road and even from your uh, success stories out there on the platform. So also, I guess last but not least, uh, Gavin, can you walk us through your, your daily grind in the day of life of Gavin? <laughs> I know <laughs> I know every day is really different, but if you want to like kind of share with our listeners out there, uh, things that you do uh, during the day. For like sure, that. for sure. Um, I guess I should preface this by um, saying that uh, me and the rest of the Fluent team in are, are in a particularly interesting situation where we all live and live and work in the same apartment, and we've quit our full-time jobs to work on this. So my daily grind is probably going to be a little bit different from most people, mm -hmm. but I think I guess the general concepts and things I can do might be a little bit useful to some listeners. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So the first thing I do every morning is wake up, usually around eight or nine a.m., depending on the day. I try and spend an hour, the first hour of my day every day, reflecting on um, my relationships, those around me. Um, how the team can do a little bit better, just sort of having time for reflection and deep thinking. I'm very much someone who can get tunnel vision when I'm working on something and just for weeks at a time, throw everything, uh, throw everything else that's important, frankly, out of the window to focus on that thing. Um, so I've found sort of mandating, forcing myself to have that hour at the start of my day every day kind of keeps me a little bit balanced, a little bit more centered. So I'm not um, flying off the rails, trying to get a feature out uh, a week faster. And also like reflection is a little bit of a superpower. I think not a lot of people actually take the time to slow down and think about these things and how to improve on these things. And in a sense, it's compounding, like compound interest, because every day that you get to take a pause and think about how your day went and how you can improve it that adds up all those little bit of improvements that you try and uh, take the initiative to do makes you a much better, stronger, more capable person over a long period of time. So yeah, after my sort of first 60 minutes of 
reflection, everything like that. I uh, sort of gather the team 10 a.m. We sit down for a stand-up meeting, get aligned about what we're going to do for the day in terms of different tasks, everything like that. I also like to take the morning immediately after that just for answering emails and reaching out to people. I used to kind of follow the model of answering an email whenever it landed in my inbox, but um, I found that to be a really poor way of managing things just because it requires so much context switching. I'm sure there's the same for a lot of people, but personally, my brain is extremely bad at context switching. Um, if I'm like deeply in a task and I get interrupted by a notification for an email, it'll probably take me an hour to get back to where I was while I was focusing on that task. So I try and keep email to the start of the day, maybe a little bit in the afternoon and then towards the end of the day. So I have those big chunks of my day for kind of deep work. So after answering emails, a little bit of breakfast for the team, we try and, well, we end up eating all of our meals together just because we live in the same like small apartment. Then depending on the day, well, I'll give you, I guess, like my last day. Um, I spent most of my day yesterday just conducting a whole bunch of user interviews. At Fluent, we're extremely product focused and user focused. That means uh, a lot of my job is just constantly talking to users, figuring out like where precisely and what it looks like their problems in language learning and precisely mapping that so we can come up with the best solution to their problems and help them achieve what they're trying to achieve with their language learning. So most of my day's product interviews, um, I usually try and take a walk for 30 minutes or so in the middle of the day. Uh, maybe I'll take a meeting or talk to family or friends or something while I'm in that walk just to reset my mind a little bit. Because again, I live in a really small apartment with four other co-founder, three other co-founders. So it gets a little bit cramped that way. Come back, do a little bit more work, have dinner. Um, and then I usually reserve my evenings for more deeply creative stuff. I found that personally, I work a little bit better on the evenings in terms of problem solving. Um, I actually, naturally, I'm sort of a really late sleeper. Uh, if I weren't sort of tied to a team and trying to align my schedule, I'd probably go to bed at 2 a.m. or 3 a.m. Uh, just naturally. So um, I usually get a lot of my uh, deep thinking work done in the evening, whether that's like uh, coding a new natural language processing uh, algorithm or doing some other creative product problem solving or brainstorming. Then I just kind of cap off my day, answer some emails, maybe watch a TV show, just hang out with the friends slash co-founders go back to sleep and then uh, repeat until fluent becomes uh, the main language learning process, main language learning tool in the world. Yeah, Gavin mentioned it right away too. Everyone's day is different. Every everyone lives their own daily grind. And I think you you were able to come across what's the best fit for your own uh, personality and best like work structure in regards to you know being able to set aside time to to reflect or you know uh, be able to manage the the, the huge email email inbox coming in. <laughs> Just utilize what's the best time of day for you to brainstorm and create new ideas and again uh, balance within uh all your i guess roommates or co-founders and all that so just to fit all those pieces together and to successfully do that each and every day without being burnt out and still having that passion and that energy i think that's really important and a great uh, takeaway for our listeners out there finding that balance and be able to utilize what you do again you can have your own daily grind. It doesn't have to be Gavin's or it doesn't have to be mine. Uh, do, do what fits right with your with your work schedule or with your passion or what goals that you're working to achieve. 
Yeah, I think that's, I also think that's something just like that concept of iterating and constantly changing how you do things until you land on the right thing. Uh, again, I guess comes from that like self-reflection bit, like just being able to think metacognitively about how you approach your day and everything like that. So yeah, just, I guess, don't be afraid to iterate and change things up and see how it works till you land somewhere you're, where you're comfortable. I can say with great certainty that my day is probably going to lo look a lot different from it is now, from the way it does now in two years, because um, I'm going to be doing that constant iteration and figuring out what works best for me in that situation. Exactly. Yeah. Don't be afraid of change and, you know, testing out different things to, to make, make it, make your life better more easier, <laughs> more efficient, uh, all, all of that yeah. all together. Uh, so yeah, Gavin, we talked about your daily schedule. What's on your daily grind in the upcoming months later this year? Um, upcoming months, we have a couple of, I guess, large initiatives with Fluent. Um, we, we have this really not, I wouldn't call it crazy, but we have this really big product vision where we want to bring as much of language learning as possible into Fluent so our users can benefit from that immersive experience in terms of language learning to the greatest degree. Um, so that means we're wanting to be able to put grammar rules in, inside your daily web browsing, like how you might conjugate a verb or verb tenses, even small things like idioms, um, which let you just feel at ease and natural with the language or things we want to include. Um, so in terms of like kind of the natural language processing, linguistic uh, computing, I guess, um, there's a lot of research and other interesting things that we need to teach ourselves before implementing and find the right experts uh, to get on side there. Um, so that's one of our large initiatives. Another one is the fact that we want to release a couple of new languages in the coming months. We're aiming to release Spanish in addition to the French we already have within the next few weeks. Um, I know that there's probably a whole bunch of listeners uh, in America who learn Spanish in high school or something like that and want to get back into it. Spanish, we have a lot of requests for German and a couple of other romantic languages. So those are also on the roadmap. Uh, it's more of an issue of we're a small team with limited resources, so we need to be able to pick and choose uh, which languages come first and test things out on a smaller test bed uh, rather than doing the work for three different languages simultaneously. Yeah, also in the coming up, in the coming months, uh, just sort of on a personal note, me and my co-founders are probably going to move to a larger house rather than an apartment, so we're not all crammed into one space. Um, we should complete our sort of first round of pre-seed funding uh, within the next month or so. So we'll all be able to focus all of our time on what we do best. And uh, yeah, hopefully in the next 18 months, we'll be at a place where we're either revenue positive or raising our seed round so we can get the resources to turn Fluent into something that is the default for language learning and a better way for language learning than all of our alternatives out there. Really excited, exciting um, in the upcoming months later this year for you and your team and Fluent overall. I'm excited for everything that's coming to the back end of 2020 and uh, the following year and years. Gavin, do you have a word of the day to motivate our listeners out there? Uh, yeah, probably. Well, I touched on this a couple of times, but probably self-reflection. Just know that that's a superpower that you can just super easily integrate into your day and let you just iterate how you live your life in a way that honestly I didn't think was possible before I started doing it. 
honestly, you deserve just to take time for yourself to think, think about yourself, think about how you can make your life better. Um, it's a little bit of time. It's super valuable. Definitely set aside some time for self-reflection. Great. Really well said. I think it fits perfectly with today's episode. You listeners out there, tr- yeah, try, try to take some time out of your day in the next couple of days or next week or, or whenever on your daily grind to, to participate in self-reflection. And again, see, yeah, be open to change and make adjustments in your schedule. Last but not least, uh, Gavin, if our listeners have questions, comments, <laughs> want to get in touch with you, uh, want to learn a new language on Fluent, how can they do so after the podcast? For sure. So if there's any questions or anything, uh, you can reach me by email. I'm usually really quick to answer since I'm looking at it three times a day. That's just Gavin, G-A-V-I-N, at usefluent.co. So U-S-E-F-L-E-U-N-T dot C-O. And uh, if you want to give Fluent a shot, just go to www.usefluent.co. Same as the end of my email because we use the same domain. It's totally free. It's going to be a great addition to your life if you're just looking to sort of dip your toes into a language or even maintain a language if you've taken a big break from learning a language. Mm-hmm. Totally free. It's going to continue to be free. We might add some paid features in the future, but we're going to keep the core of it free because we want as many people as possible to break through that language barrier and be able to um, feel at home in a new city, talk to a loved one, or just understand the world that little bit better. Wonderful. We will put uh, Gavin's contact info and uh, how to you know, start learning a new language on Fluent uh, in today's show notes. Thanks again for tuning in today's episode. A big thank you to Gavin for being on the podcast. Do you want to start a podcast but are not familiar with how or where to begin? Join our free virtual event hosted by yours truly uh, in the Daily Grind. So this session covers everything from starting a podcast, launching, marketing, and branding. We talk about equipment, editing, monetizing secrets, and the essentials to help you stand out from the competition. Start your podcast and grow your listeners 101 on Thursday, September 10th, 6 p.m. Central, 7 p.m. Eastern. Sign up on ambiguouspodcastsolutions.com. Hey, Daily Grinders, we have an Instagram contest with Fluent for the month of September. Head over to at KJF Daily Grind to enter and win a Fluent prize pack and Visa gift card. Ways to find the Daily Grind. Follow us on Instagram at KJF Daily Grind and on Facebook as well. Check out our website at www.kjfwi.org. Feel free to follow your host, Kelly Fast, here on Instagram at Kelly J Lefty or on Twitter at Kelly J Lefty as well. Until next time, my name is Kelly Johnson. Have a great day. (laughs) Thanks so much, Kelly.